Hey, I'm Camille Adams. I'm a senior this year at MSU. I'm currently majoring in dietetics and you are listening to Underground Undergrad. Dietetics? Well, what, yeah. what made you choose dietetics? What was your journey to figuring that out? So I'm going to start by talking about what dietetics is because a lot of people just by the name don't really know. Um, yeah. But from maybe like context, you can hear the word diet in it. So that's basically all you need to know. It's um, the science behind using food as medicine, pretty much. And I got into it because I came into MSU. Um, I wanted to be a doctor. I thought, and no offense to all my pre-med majors out there, <laughs> but I, I, I thought the white coats were like the epiphany of health. And that for me, wanting to really care and help people and love STEM, I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And then I um, really, at the start of college, went through a lot of health issues, actually, because of the way I was eating. I had never been like an athlete, but I'd been active enough, you know, young, had a good metabolism. So the unhealthy food, the McDonald's, the processed food that I incorporated in my everyday diet was really not showing on the outside all the destruction it was doing on the inside. And I think about after my first semester, I was just so in pain every day, like my stomach, my GI, like it was just everything, like everything wrong with your stomach, like was me. And I went to the doctors and they were giving me medication after medication that just wouldn't work. And I was getting very frustrated. And especially since I wanted to go into that profession, I was like, I feel like I'm not getting the help I need or deserve. And finally, one of my doctors was like, well, what do you eat? And it sounds silly because like, that's the obvious thing. But for someone who is in the mindset that we call it of not being in control of their health, where like health happens to them, mm -hmm. um, it really opened my my eyes and I was like oh my god like that would make sense I got this procedure done where they look at my like esophagus and stomach and it was just terrible like there were holes everywhere scar tissues from ulcers um so I really really changed my diet and I'm not lying I really transformed my life like my mental my physical I had never felt better um and so I was like you know what I think this is really really what I want to do like because this is mm -hmm. help to me and if I want to help people, like, this is what I want to do. So that's how I stumbled into it. There are a lot of food majors. Um, but after talking to some, like, department heads, I really realized that dietetics is what I wanted to do. You talked for briefly about um, something along the lines of, like, you said some people, like, don't know what their health is. They're not health conscious and their health happens to them. Can you explain more mm -hmm. about what that necessarily means? Yeah, of course. So, um we learn a lot of behavior tools because a big part of doing anything with food is counseling and just really talking to people and helping them understand how important the food you eat is every day. I think just because we need it to live, we just get a taste for things that we like and we eat and we don't think about it. And um, there's this thing called the health behavior model and it's basically two ways. Some people are in the mindset where I was before everything happened with me where I just ate and that was it. And then there are people who either go through something or they know someone or someone's talked to them and they realize they are in control of their health by the things that they eat. So for example, if it gets a diagnosis for type two diabetes, 
they've felt ill for a long time. But I think the initial interaction of sitting there in the office and having someone tell you that now you have this condition is really surprising. When in reality, like it's because of the things you were doing to your body. And so mm. we have to, as dietitians, like really help people understand like what you're eating is completely has to do with your health. Truly, right. like every single yeah. thing you put in your body down to beans versus like a piece of bread for a carbohydrate is going to determine what the processes are going to do. Yeah, it almost seems like with modern medicine, or I guess just Western medicine, like we focus so much on what the outside issue is and what the, the aesthetic shallow issue is. And we don't really go to the heart of the problem, which is like our, how much you move, your exercise and your, what you eat. You know, we'd rather pump somebody full of meds than change their diet. Exactly. And especially for um, chronic diseases, like even like blood pressure, for example, I mean, you have so long until your heart gives out and you have a heart attack or you need to get like um, heart surgery, even in an extreme sense. But when you get on blood, high blood pressure medication, it's not making you produce less cholesterol. It's not making you... Um, eat more omega-3s and omega-6s that your heart needs. All that it's doing is um, opening up your blood vessels so the blood can go through. But if you're just on that medication and you're continuing to add, the plaque will build up more. And it's just a really, really vicious cycle of not healing what needs to be healed. What would you say are the like biggest mistakes people who aren't nutritionally conscious make? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to try to think of my own experiences. Mm -hmm. One is just not being really conscious of what is in the food that you're eating. Let's take a hamburger, for example. If you make one at home versus getting one at McDonald's, at the end of the day, yes, they are both hamburgers. But the one that you're going to get from McDonald's, the beef that you're getting that from is so low quality and um, the food, the corn that they're going to feed the cows, which kills an animal. That's why they have to to kill them so early is going to be in the beef that you're eating versus if you are making sure you're getting um doesn't have to be organic just good quality beef and mm -hmm. at the end of the day yes you're eating a hamburger or you're eating potato chips but really looking at the ingredient list looking at the label for how much protein how much fat is and is really really going to help open your eyes for a normal mm -hmm. person into the ingredients that you're putting in your body what does the daily life of a dietetics major look like? Do you have a lot of classes? What kind of classes do you take? Are they dispersed between a bunch of different colleges? You do have to do a wide variety of classes, I would say. Um, our major here at MSU is evidence-based, um, which means it's all going to be centered around science. But in dietetics, per se, you can do a lot of things. You could be clinical. You could be in the hospital. You could do community which is dealing with public health, usually government funding. You can do policy. You can do personal chef. I mean, the list goes on. So for us, we do a wide variety of classes that all somewhat have to do with food. Um, for example, right now, I'm taking a medical nutrition therapy class that's focusing on um, how to heal people with food. Literally, like if you're in the hospital and I'm coming to you and your liver is failing, like what do you need to eat? I'm also taking a business services and nutrition class, which we have an accounting final in. This is going to be really good if someone wants to have their own private practice and mm. uh, they just need to know how to run numbers. 
Um, I'm also in a food service practicum class. That's going to be more about like food production. So if you go to Brody and you talk to the person who makes the menu, that's kind of like their in and outs. What do you have to do to get the food there on time? Packaging, distributing. And then we'll have a lot of um, science classes as well. So it's really mm -hmm. like a, a mix. It, it's a mm -hmm. lot. It really is. But if you like it, which I would say 98% of the people in the major are really passionate about it, it's fun to learn about. Yeah, that sounds really cool. It's like really niche compared to like a broader level of science. Like it's very specific, everything you learn. Mm -hmm. Do you, does, does MSU offer any classes on like how to actually like the, the act of cooking? Like, is there any culinary classes or is it all food science based? We actually, for our major, we have to take a food lab. I mm. wouldn't call it cuisine just because cooking and cuisine are two different things. Cooking exactly. is when you prepare something and heat it up but i think cuisine is when you add tradition flavor mm -hmm. love but we do have to do food labs where it's basically we just take kind of basic food basic recipes really walk through them make them each team would do like a little bit of a different variety just to see how they would come out mm -hmm. um and our professor would say just one you guys need to know how to cook if you're going to be giving people nutrition advice and two um the science behind why you add salt to things, why you mm. add sugar, if you're baking, why you have to be very precise. Um, and I think, I, I think that was really nice. And I think anyone can take it. I could be wrong, but I know mm. that. Was it fun? Offer it was really fun. That sounds like a hoot. I wish it wasn't at eight in the morning because <laughs> I, was like, I was so tired, but it was super fun just because, you know, we would be making pizza at like 8 a.m. I feel like I wouldn't want to like smell pizza that early in the morning though. Like, you know, like when you like smell like, like really heavy food first when you wake up and you just like want to throw up. Yeah, we, I would have econ right after. And, mm -hmm. and I remember it would, that would start at like 10, 20 or something. And I, everyone would always be like, you smell like food. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. What kind of unique opportunities has MSU provided? Like, is there, what makes MSU so special for going into this degree? What could be a downfall of MSU even? Maybe there's something you want to critique. Okay. Um, let me start with the plus sides. Mm -hmm. um, my program director, her name is Dr. Weatherspoon. She is the one who decides basically what we're taking based on what we were, what we'd be expected to do in the field which I really like. I don't know much about other program directors, but she goes out and researches the top fields, what they're expecting out of their dietitians, what the exams that we have to take, the internships that we have to do, what they're expecting, and she makes sure that we are taking all of those classes. So that's mm -hmm. something that I do really, really like because it's preparing us for anything. A downfall, I would say, is that sometimes it does seem like too much. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that I wouldn't appreciate knowing accounting if I want my own practice or doing whatever, but when it comes to food, there's literally so much you can do because everybody eats. H how do you fit that into four years? It is a lot. Like our classes do require a lot, a lot of time to sit down mm -hmm. and work and they progressively get harder. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, maybe it's good that senior year is online, that I don't have many distractions, but like this semester is a very, very hard semester. 
would you say that somebody going into dietetics as a freshman and does never changes their major and stays on track, do you think the average person would still be able to graduate in four years? Or is it one of those degrees that's just so difficult and so time consuming that you probably would need to do a fifth year for it? If you do any type of summer classes, you will get it done in four years. A lot of the initial classes that we need to take, like organic chemistry, biochem, all of those things, those are very hard classes. And a lot of people have to end up retaking them. So I would say it's about four and a half on average. Mm -hmm. Because what I've noticed is I'm getting done early just based on my own path. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of times when I was a junior in upper level courses, there were people who were taking a fifth year. And also, if you do choose to do like a clinical traditional route, you need to do 900 hours of supervised practice even after you get your degree. So it's, so it's going to be like a journey kind of no matter what. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of that like journey, if, if there's anything you could do with your degree, like ideal world, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? You have all the resources you need to do what you want with your degree. What would you be doing? So I know pretty much like exactly what I want to do. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like how, how do I execute it? Um, I would love to do public health because I do love science. I love the educational part, but I'm such a social person. Like I want to heal people. I want to help people. So I think any type of public health um, program, I would really excel in. I also enjoy nutrition counseling a lot, which would be coupled into that. And I've dabbled in like doing my own business on the side with mm. personal chef things. You know, as well as I do, cooking is yeah. amazing. It's, it's fun. Really a good way to <laughs> It really, it really, it's yummy and it's a great way to show love. And if I could not only tell someone how to eat, but prepare it for them, um, that would really, really make me happy. So I definitely think um, public health and just kind of talking to people really individually need and then being able to execute it myself would be my, would be my ideal. And I'm trying to make mm -hmm. it happen. Well, all right. Is, is there anything you'd like to plug your social media or anything like that? So yeah, everyone can follow me on my Instagram or my Twitter. Warning, my Twitter is my diary. So if you're, expecting, <laughs> if you're expecting any type of professionality, that is not the place for you. My mm -hmm. Instagram definitely um, has more of my food stuff on it. It's just my name, Camille Adams, with two underscores after it. Mm -hmm. um, I am though, and I guess I might as well say this now, I am planning on making an Instagram account just solely dedicated to my food journey, the things mm -hmm. I make. Um, I myself am vegan, but when I do personal chef things, I will do whatever. Uh, I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes, actually working with MSU that I can't really get into and talk about because things aren't finalized yet. Right, right, right. A lot of things to important people, but um, that Instagram is going to be called Camille Eats, I've decided. So that's going to be Eats. my name. Yes, my name and then the eat after it. So that's going to have everything from what I make to what I make other people. And that Instagram is just going to be solely um, my food journey and what I can offer other people. Um, my clients, my potential clients can come and message me on there. So mm -hmm. I would say look out for that. Yeah, I'll make sure to include all the information in the bio for this podcast. Yay. All right. Well, Camille, thank you so much for being our first guest on this podcast. I really appreciated having you on.
Underground Undergrad is an original podcast through the state news, written and produced by me, Case DeConing. Are you a current MSU undergrad with an unusual degree? Follow the link in the description to potentially be featured on this podcast. 